0: the door well hey everybody uh, welcome to our, our show today we have a we had a different intro. Um, because of the passing of Paul Rubens, A.K.A. Pee Wee Herman, which is uh, you know, it's one of those uh, bum you out things. You know what I mean? Um, apparently he had cancer and he'd been battling with that for like six years. Um, and he didn't really tell anybody, which is you know pretty fair, because uh, you know I don't know i don't know how people feel about it i guess i just feel like yeah you know if you got something like that going on how you want to deal with it, it's up to you right and also maybe just feeling like uh i don't know i guess i i feel like that would be it's it's a personal thing and uh you don't owe it to anybody to you know do it the way they would prefer you do it Also, I feel like Pee Wee Herman owes us nothing, by the way, because uh, so back in the day, probably like 15 years ago, I dressed as Pee Wee Herman for Halloween one year. And at the party I went to, everybody was like, didn't he get in trouble for like molesting kids or something? And I found out that this was something that people talked about all the time. And I was like, no, he got in trouble for jerking off in a porno theater, which is crazy. Because uh, if this had happened in modern times, people, I feel like, would have been much more on the side of Pee Wee. Because they'd be like, Why are cops sitting in a porno theater trying to bust people jerking off? That's dumb. Like, they have nothing better to do than that. And, you know, when they find out who he is and whatever, and then they're just like, okay. I, I guess I just feel like, you know, at the time that it happened this kind of news was not widespread and now uh, I, I feel like everybody would sort it would just be very different and maybe maybe a handful of people would be like uh, outraged by this maybe I'm not sure that he would be able to continue having a children's show but um, I just think it would be so different and I think that's why people remember it that way as being a more significant crime, because it's like, it was such a big deal, and it was like, when you find out that's what it was, you're like, "Mm, okay, well, whatever. I mean, the context of it's pretty different today, because it's like, uh, the porno theater is not something that makes any sense today, really, Um, but at the time, it was a different time, it was a different time, in in a real way, I guess. Anyway, um, I just thought for today's episode, we would just go over what the episodes of Pee-Wee's Playhouse were, just because I think uh, the premises of them are kind of funny sometimes. Uh, A lot of times, they're funny. And uh, I just just thought it would be an enjoyable thing to do, kind of celebrate the the man. Uh, By the way, Pee-Wee's Big Adventure is a great movie. So if you haven't watched it or you haven't seen it in a long time, I highly recommend it. I think it's also uh, amazing as an adult. It's not like one of the, I don't think it's a nostalgia glasses movie. I think it's like, a. actually, this probably improves watching it as an adult as opposed to watching it as like a 15 year old or younger. So uh, do it. Check it out. i You will not regret it. So let's see. Well, it's five seasons. Although I think one of the seasons ends up being in- because uh, there was a writer's strike. You know, history repeats itself. History repeats itself. Um. Anyway, let's take a look. We've got uh, season one, episode one, ice cream soup. And uh, before Pee-Wee's friends are forced to evacuate the pool due to rain, Pee-Wee decides to make ice cream soup. Now, this is one that I either had on VHS or had recorded from TV because I saw this one, like, a hundred times. I'm pretty sure what happened is we had a VHS copy of, like, maybe a couple of episodes, and this is uh, one of them. Now, eventually... So when my dad was going through a very uh, messy second divorce and, you know, gearing up for his third divorce, he lived in an apartment, and one of the things he had there was, like, a box set of all VHS, so it had the entire Pee-wee's Playhouse series. And we all watched it constantly. My memory of that time is, like, we watched that a lot. We played a shitload of Duke Nukem. Um, he had a poster of Lobo, the comic book character. It was, like, the only thing he had up on the wall in his apartment. Um... For a long time, the bedroom was where all the kids slept, and he slept in the living room. And then, at some point, figured out, like, the kids can sleep in the living room, and I'll sleep in the bedroom, because the kids are all up, like, watching fucking Pee-Wee's Playhouse at one in the morning and playing Mario Kart. We also played a lot of Mario Kart 64 uh, during this period, and I still... I would challenge just about anybody to a Mario Kart 64... You know, I'm not I'm not like speedrunner where you watch a YouTube video and someone's like, I figured out you can clip through the wall and do this. But as far as just like driving on Mario Kart, uh, I, you know, I still remember those tracks. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so we watched a lot of Pee Wee's Playhouse. I drank a lot of chocolate milk because there was really no food in the house. And I ended up drinking that, and I think it was because my body was like, I mean, this is kind of food. There's, like, some nutritional value here. And then uh, my dad would occasionally make spaghetti. And he would make this giant pot of spaghetti that he just threw everything into. And um, one time it turned out amazing. And so I think from then on he was trying to, like, recapture that magic. But when I say it had everything in it, I remember one time it had normal spaghetti shit, but also clams and little smokies, hot dogs, and, you know, none of it made sense. In a way, we were living in the real life version of Pee-Wee's Playhouse, which is a divorced dad uh, in his divorce apartment uh, being a terrible parent. It's probably a good thing Pee-Wee didn't have children of his own, you know what I mean? Pee-wee is fun when he's in the playhouse having fun and is not a great dad. But, you know, I guess, you know, Pee-wee is not my dad, obviously. But uh, anyway, so, like, we watched it when we were kids, too, and it was one of the only shows my mom would watch with me and my brother as far as, like, kids' shows goes. You know, she wouldn't watch Ninja Turtles. She wouldn't watch Ghostbusters cartoon, the real Ghostbusters. Um, which now watching these as an adult, I'm like, I understand why <laughs> these are terrible. These are borderline unwatchable, probably not even borderline, probably over on the other side, pretty far. And we have built that wall, but, um, peewee, she would watch. And so it did kind of make it special show too, because you wanted to like, you wanted your parents to be around you or to want to be around you, and that was one that I was like, oh, we can watch this together. And, you know, obviously I'm not going to watch what she wants to watch, because that was boring. I still maintain that standard. Um, episode 2, Pee-wee wins dinner for two at a Hawaiian restaurant, but then has to contemplate who he's going to take with him. He decides to throw a luau party for all at his playhouse. That's fun. Yeah. It was like, this is kind of how Pee Wee, I remember it being, was like, a problem would emerge. You know, ice cream soup came about because all the ice cream had melted. And they were like, what are we going to do? The party's ruined. Or like, yeah, I can't decide who to pick to take to meet with me to the restaurant. So instead, I'll just throw a luau party for everyone. And everyone kind of gets the go. Genius. Three rainy day. It is raining outside the playhouse, and Pee-wee tries to come up with all sorts of things to do until he runs out of ideas and wishes the rain would stop. <laughs> uh, I love that um, it's like he tries to come up with things to do, and then it's just like, fuck it, I'm out of ideas, can the rain just stop? And I'm guessing it probably does at that point. Oh, and The secret word is help. If you've never watched Pee Wee, the secret word was, uh, they would have a secret word and whenever someone on the show said the secret word, you're just supposed to scream really loud, you know, at home or whatever, which is like, yeah, I'm sure parents were like, great, thanks for having my kids scream at 7.30 in the morning for no apparent reason to me. Just when someone said a word and then everyone's screaming. But that was like kind of the fun and the magic of the show was that like As a kid watching it, you know, it was always a show where you're watching it, but like Pee Wee talked to you at home. So it wasn't just like you were watching something happen. It was like you were part of what was going on. And by doing stuff like The Secret Word, it was like, okay, so you're part of the action. You know, you're active participant in what's happening on the show. But it wasn't so... It wasn't like Sesame Street, like everyone talks about how amazing Sesame Street is, but you know, Sesame Street was like, well, it was on PBS, so it had a learning orientation, which was a turnoff, but also it was kind of more like, it was for little kids, and this felt like it was for slightly less little kids, or it it was slightly crazier, and like, just didn't feel, it didn't feel like it was trying to teach you not to hit your brother. (laughs) <laughs> uh let's see episode four now you see me now you don't during a magic show he puts on for his friends Pee Wee makes himself invisible and has to become visible again i mean this would be a great way to shoot an episode of a show if you were like the star doesn't want to do it today he's not feeling it or like our, st- our host is having a mental breakdown because he's tired of b- being on blues clues you're like, "Well, what if he drinks drinks an invisibility por- potion? Can we get him to do that one thing?" But yeah, I remember it was like a lot of gags of invisibility and things floating and stuff like that. That's my memory of it. Uh, 5, just another day. Cowboy Curtis, aka uh fuck. Morpheus Event Horizon Lawrence Fishburne Cowboy Curtis comes over to show Pee-wee the traits of being a cowboy. That's fun. It's always fun to have, like, a Pee-wee-type character being a tough guy. You know what I mean? And, like, what he thinks a tough guy is like? That's comedy gold. Beauty makeover. Miss Yvonne says she can give the next person who steps into the playhouse a beauty makeover, and it ends up being Mrs. Steve. Mrs. Steve was, like, the, uh, the neighbor... I think it was a neighbor. But, you know, she was kind of like Mimi from, uh... What's that show? Named after the comedian. This is like, uh, Peter's brain is not working. Drew Carey show. You know, she was kind of a proto-version of that. And then Miss Yvonne was like a nice babe who Pee-wee would hang out with, who was probably there to be like, Dads, you know, here's something for you. (laughs) Um... Seven, the restaurant. Pee Wee is the mater D waiter and cashier when he plays restaurants with Captain Carl. But they all all they have are peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> uh, I think Captain Carl is the one who Phil Hartman was. He was like a sea captain. Again, he was kind of like Proto Simpson sea captain. Uh, which is great. Yeah, and it's just like What a ridiculous premise for a show. I mean, we could definitely play the Roseanne game with Pee-wee. I don't know if it's as funny because the real things are kind of funny. Uh, Eight, the ants from Pee-wee's ant farm go missing and get all over everybody and everything. This is another good one because it's like you could have some stop-motion ants, right? Here and there. But overall, you could just be like, oh my god, ants are all over me. But you don't actually have to show ants being all over everybody because you're like, yeah, it zoomed out far enough, and I'm watching this on a CRT bubble screen TV in 1986. Monster in the Playhouse. Mrs. Steve warns Pee-wee that there is a one-eyed monster on the loose. Uh, I think this is the one that introduces a character that is basically a giant eyeball on, like, a stalk that walks around, and he was kind of terrifying looking. A few of the things on Pee-Wee's Playhouse were terrifying. The one-eyed monster was terrifying. There was the salesman who scared me as a kid. He was like a door-to-door guy, and he would knock on the door, and then when you open the door, he starts making this really loud sales pitch, and he's kind of a a weird mascot puppet-looking guy who's got like a giant face. It's like if they made a giant-faced Michael Scott from The Office mascot. That's kind of what he looked like. And that one scared, I think, and the music got really loud and weird and intense. Then there was the piece of floor that was alive, probably called Flory, which was like a a pile of wood with googly eyes. And that one always scared me for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh, The Cowboy and the Countess. C-O-W-N-T-E-S-S. Miss Yvonne asks Cowboy Curtis out for a date, which makes him nervous. Countess suggests playing date role playing with Pee Wee as Miss Yvonne, and we can all see how that will uh, result in excellent comedy. Miss uh, Pee Wee pretending, doing basically doing an impression of Miss Yvonne, but for reasons. Uh, gold, gold. Stolen apples. Randy steals Mrs. Steve's crab apples. Randy was like this puppet who was like a little asshole. Um, and often ruined things and you were like why do you let this guy hang out he was kind of the Slytherin of the Pee-wee's world where you're like why why do you all facilitate this existence or maybe that what was that little Satan puppet that Mr. Rogers had you remember that guy I don't know if he was supposed to be Satan or not but he seemed Satanic to me (laughs) at least as a kid I was like why is Satan in Mr. Rogers neighborhood this is a little weird Hold on a second. All right, we're back. Uh, Episode 12, the gang's all here. The Playhouse gang is joined by a new member, an adult, named Rusty, and Pee-wee assigns them secret names. All right. This is, like, where my memory completely falls off. And then 13 is party. Pee-wee throws a party for all of his friends in the Playhouse. It's kind of funny because, like, the conflicts in this show, you know, it would be, like, sometimes it was fairly evident. Like, I have to figure out which friend to take to this uh, dinner. And, I, you know, this is challenging. And sometimes it was much less evident what the conflict was. Like, uh, I'm throwing a party. Fuck it. Season 2, uh, episode 14, Open House. I'm going to do overall episode number as opposed to episode number in this, you know, season two, episode one, just because I think that's funnier or just because that's how I want to do it. Okay. Cut me, cut me some slack. Um, that's just how I'm going to do it. Note, this is the first appearances of Billy Baloney, Ricardo, Flory, Mrs. Renee and Clocky. Uh, Ricardo, I think, was like the lifeguard at the at the pool, at the playhouse, who was like a hunky, hunky boy who was usually not very dressed. Uh, note number two, when this show re-ran on Fox Family in the late 90s, the segment in which Pee Wee Herman makes sun tea was cut. What? As making homemade sun tea can breed bacteria that can cause illness and or death in some people. The edit was also made when the episode was released on VHS through MGM and United Artists. The Adult Swim rerun has this uncut, baby. The DVD version is uncut as well, but contains a warning in the beginning that states that making Sun tea could be dangerous. The Blu-ray and Netflix releases of this episode are also uncut. Uh, yeah. That was, boy. Like, what a world we live in. In the late 90s, we're like, making Sun tea. Also, I had no fucking idea... Okay, hold on. Uh, making sun tea dangerous? Sun tea rarely gets hotter than 130 degrees, giving bacteria a chance to grow while it steeps for hours in the sun. The CDC's guidelines specifically suggest avoiding the practice of making sun tea. The hidden danger of sun tea. What you need to know... Um, well, you know what? Oh, here, here's how you do it to make it so it's bacteria-free and safe to drink. I mean, I remember my mom doing this all the time, which I guess doesn't mean it's safe. Um, ew. If sun tea gets a thick or syrupy appearance, it's because of the presence of Alcalogenes viscolatus, a stringy rope-like bacterium. Gross. You can turn your tea thick syrupy and stringy causing severe ni- i mean who's going to drink that you know i think i'd be like i'm going to pass on that thank you hmm i wonder how realistic the danger of this is this seems cuz i'd be like okay if i left like a water bottle out in the sun for like a couple hours that seems equally dangerous right maybe um well amazing also, I guess Adult Swim is hardcore, man. Then we have the next one, episode 15, Puppy in the Playhouse. A dog comes to the playhouse, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, Yeah, that's, you know, this is what there is to love about 90s TV or 80s, I guess, late 80s, early 90s TV. It's like, what what should we do? Um, I know. Let's have a dog. You know what I'm going to do? I just thought of this because so we just read that thing about sun tea. And when any when anybody talks from now on about scandal and Paul Rubens and Pee Wee Herman, I'm going to be like, oh, you mean the sun tea thing and then just derail it completely because no one will know what I'm talking about. Then I'll be like, remember there was season two, episode one or overall episode 14 and Pee Wee made sun tea for snack time, Uh, you know, and then we found out that sun tea could be dangerous bacteria wise. Yeah, I, I know that was a misstep, you know, and I, I know that in subsequent versions, they've cut it out and uh, we, you know, we do the best with what we've got, people. Episode 16, Store. Cowboy Curtis sings a little song and Pee Wee, Curtis and Miss Yvonne play Store. <laughs> it's it is sort of like at some point they were like, what do kids do? Like what what kind of activities do kids get up to? And they're like, let's just have Pee-wee do that. Now, I do also kind of recall watching this and being like, part of the genius of this show, because you would have these regular features, right? I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be every episode, I don't think, but like you would have, you'd have the secret word every time. You know, the show starts with Pee-wee, it's got the intro song and that's Pee-wee arriving at the playhouse and it ends with Pee-wee leaving the playhouse, which is what we played there at the beginning. Um, and he gets on his scooter and leaves the playhouse, which I was always like, why would you leave? Why wouldn't you live at the playhouse? You know what I mean? This is craziness. Um, what, and what is Pee-wee's regular house like? A question which was answered in, uh, Pee-wee's big adventure to which you're like, eh, okay. His regular house is also pretty good. It's got a breakfast machine. So, um, You know, and then it's got the King of Cartoons usually shows up, and we see a brief cartoon. He might play with his, like, uh, Pee Wee Playhouse iPad, you know, and there's a connect-the-dots thing that happens. He uses Jombie the Genie to make a wish, and we say, mecha Lecca hi mecha hi ho You know, he's got enough things, and it's almost like if you can string together enough stuff, you're like, well, we don't need a ton of episode. You know, we just need to do all these segments, and then you kind of have an episode. <laughs> I, like, I like this description of episode 17. Pee-wee finds himself incapacitated when he comes down with a cold and is taken care of by Ricardo and Miss Yvonne. Um, I like incapacitated. That's great. I also like to imagine this episode that when Pee-wee is sick, he's like a real... He's kind of an asshole. About it. <laughs> like, he's a huge baby. Is how I'm imagining this going, um, but also I'm I'm tempted next time I'm like calling in sick to work to text my boss and be like I'm incapacitated with sickness. Episode eighteen. Why wasn't I invited? The Countess invites pretty much everyone to her party except for Pee Wee, Magic Screen, and Cherry. I liked Cherry, even though Cherry was also kind of scary to me because I think the chair had such a big mouth and those sharp teeth. And I was like, I could picture Cherry eating a human. Uh, Cherry's big enough. But Cherry was always so friendly. I don't know. Maybe I was just like a wuss. But, uh, yeah. that See, that's like very much like a kid thing, right? Uh, everyone in my class got invited to a party except so-and-so. And so-and-so and me. Uh, 19, tons of fun. When Pee-Wee goes out to play with the Playhouse gang, Miss Yvonne and Crowboy Curtis have some fun around the Playhouse. Oh yeah, the Playhouse gang I think was like a group of kids who would come and I remember them being kind of like a uh, child's version of like the Warriors or something. Let's see if let's see if my memory on that is accurate. Oh, okay. There's they're actually more like hippies than uh <laughs> the Warriors. Not as tough as I remember, but you know, still cool. Still fun. One of them kind of has like a Jughead crown on, which is great, by the way. Uh... 20. The Playhouse gang comes over, and they and Wee play a game of school, and learn about Christopher Columbus and the Declaration of Independence. That sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. Playing school... This is the first episode of Pee-wee that I do not approve of uh, in terms of plot and where it's going. This just doesn't make sense to me. 21. On the first day of spring, Pee-wee plants seeds and watches as they grow very quickly. The king of cartoons visits and introduces his wife and son. (laughs) The queen of cartoons, I guess, and the prince of cartoons, presumably. I mean, it's pretty awesome to be the king of cartoons. And it's like, I guess in this world, the king of cartoons, he goes around with a, you know, film, what would you call it? A projector that, you know, takes like film reels and loads it up and plays a cartoon. So he comes over to your house, plays you a cartoon, and then he's on his way. Also, I think some lady like was his herald or something. She would come in, play the trumpet and be like, the king of cartoons is here or whatever. And then he would come in. Uh, 22, the playhouse gets abducted by an alien named Zizabalaba who forces everyone to be his new friend. <laughs> See, this is the thing, right? Uh, Pee-wee grew some plants. Okay, the entire playhouse is abducted by aliens. You're like, okay, well, I think I, I think I know which episodes they put more, you know. This episode sounds different from the others. 23, pajama party. Pee-wee hosts a slumber party at the Playhouse, and Pee-wee marries a bowl of fruit salad. Now, I wouldn't approve of this because I don't, I don't and didn't like fruit. Uh, and, you know, a fruit salad to me, I'm like, so a, a disgusting bowl of fruit where all the gross f- fruit mixes together and becomes disgusting? No, thank you. But, you know, a big thing on that show was someone would say, I love whatever, and they'd say, if you love it, why don't you marry it? So that's my memory of this, is that, you know, he was then like, yeah, all right, I will. And then it's like, cut to wedding. Uh, special 1988. It is Christmas at the Playhouse, and Pee Wee has a large wish list for Santa. Relatable. Um Yeah, I think they did like Christmas specials kind of regularly. Also, let me just read you the guest list for this. Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello... Charo, Grace Jones, Katie Lang, Dinah Shore, Little Richard, Cher, the Del Rubio triplets, Magic Johnson, Princess Jaja, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, Joan Rivers, and the UCLA Men's Choir. What the fuck was Oprah? I mean, I guess this was 1988. So Oprah was still kind of, uh, if memory serves, was probably still kind of like slumming it in the among the Donahues and so on. A little trashier, probably. I, I suppose in 1988, Oprah was not what Oprah is today. You know, where it's like, lifestyle. You're amazing. Envision the world you want to uh, inhabit or whatever. And it was probably a little bit more, uh, you know, pregnant women who street fight. Alright, season three only had two episodes, plus the primetime Christmas special, due to production being halted by the Writers Guild of America strike and also by the production of Big Top Peewee, which I've never seen and I probably should watch. I'm nervous about watching it because I know it's not as good as Peewee's Big Adventure. And at the same time, I'm like, I should just watch it because I feel like, uh, you know, something not being the pinnacle of something good doesn't mean it sucks. Poonmaster Flex and I just watched Last Action Hero last weekend and it's pretty good. And I remember that movie being, like, a huge bomb and people saying it was terrible. And I was like, this is not terrible. And I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do the internet thing and be like, this is a stone-cold classic. And if you like Arnold movies, you have to watch this one. But I was also like, I think this probably got a little over-criticized. Uh, you know, it's, it's perfectly watchable. The action scenes are ridiculous because they have every excuse to be ridiculous. Uh, they built, the, they made a plot for a movie where they're like, so what this allows us to do is any kind of action scene we ever thought we might want to do. Uh, anyway, so I should probably watch it, but you know, I, I don't want to watch it because if it sucks, I'll be like, "Ugh," you know, that's, that's unfortunate, but it probably won't ruin anything for me. I think I'm past the point of life where like a bad version of something ruins a good version. You know, if I, if I like an era of Metallica and don't like another era, I don't have to be like, uh, avoid it at all costs. I can just kind of be like, you know, Hey, if I'm picking what's on the, on the stereo, I'm not picking that. And I, I won't listen to it to torture myself, but also it's like the existence of that thing doesn't, uh, killed the vibe for me. So let's see, 24, Reba eats and Terry runs. Much to the chagrin of both Jombie and Reba, Pee-wee wishes Reba over to the playhouse on her day off so she can mail his pen pal letter. Oh, she's the mail carrier. Pee-wee invites Reba for some breakfast. Terry no longer feels wanted around the playhouse, so he runs away. Pee-wee and his friends were disappointed that Terry ran away from the playhouse, but Terry comes back. Uh, also, Terry is spelled P T E R R I because he's a pterodactyl, which is great. I remember uh, Terry being a little bit emo, and maybe this is why he was always like he had he had delicate feelings, which you're like you're a dinosaur. Twenty five. Pee-wee gets a toothache but avoids going to the dentist. Mm, also relatable. I got I went to the dentist so I had a, a regularly scheduled checkup, but I went like a week early because I had a a toothache, and it turned out what happened was I had gotten something stuck between my tooth and my gum, and I had gotten it out, but uh, in the process, I had, like, cut my gum open, I guess, with floss, and so, you know, made the problem a bad problem into a worse problem temporarily. Anyway, you know, but it was kind of funny, because I was at the dentist, and I was sort of like, can you give me some credit for... You know, obviously I'm flossing. Like, I have floss, I'm using floss. So, you know, I should get some credit for this. Right? Uh, And that's it for season three, unfortunately. Season four, unlike before, the final two seasons were filmed back-to-back. On June 16th, 1989, Marilyn Beck wrote in her syndicated gossip column that Rubens would start production in July 20 on new episodes. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? 26. Dr. Pee-wee takes care of Reba's splinter. The Del Rubio triplets come over to play past the orange and perform their rendition of of, These Boots Are Made For Walking. (laughs) Sure. Why not? Uh, totally makes sense. Uh, Note, this is the first appearance of Chandelier, El Hombre, and Pee-wee's dog, Roosevelt. (laughs) Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, 28, or I'm sorry, 27, fire in the playhouse. Pee-wee dreams he is a superhero. While making homemade bread, Randy sets the oven way too high, causing a fire to break out in the playhouse. A fire in the playhouse is kind of a, uh, perilous situation, isn't it? Because it's like, um, people are, you know, if the floor catches on fire, somebody dies. If the curtains catch on fire, you know, the window dies, is disfigured forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, 28 love that story Pee Wee and Miss Yvonne play library Ricardo joins them to tell their favorite stories ah oh, gross play library so they ask somebody who's like spinning glow sticks on strings sitting at a computer listening to music ask him if he could not do that because he's going to hit somebody with these glow sticks and then he is extremely hostile about it like you've asked, like you're the unreasonable one. That's playing library, folks. 29. When Pee Wee briefly steps out, Randy attempts to hijack the show. Jobby becomes sick and the genie doctor, Dr. Jenga, Jenga makes a house call. Mm, this sounds like a cultural thing from 1989 that would not fly today, but, you know, whatever. Dr. Jenga, Jenga. Let's see. Maybe I'll look. Maybe I'll, Maybe it won't be... Maybe it'll be all fine. Dr. Jenga, Jenga, Jenga. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, he's just kind of a guy with a mustache. He does have a turban, but uh, it's a very flamboyant, weird turban. And he's a white guy, but he's also, he's just generally dressed very flamboyantly. So, you know, eh, not bad. I was I was prepared to be horrified, and it's like by like a witch doctor guy, and it's like oh okay, this is fine, this is gonna be fine, everyone. All right, thirty Miss Yvonne's visit while Miss Yvonne's house is being painted, Pee Wee invites her to stay the night. Uh Rudy toot toot, to that I say, Miss Yvonne staying the night. Um, thirty one. Ribarella, Pee-wee, Miss Yvonne, and the other Playhouse puppets play Airplane and later prepare Reba for her big date well that's nice that's nice to help the the letter carrier get ready for a date I guess you know they play Airplane I wonder what I wonder what that consists of I would never play Airplane as a kid I'm not a big fan of Airplane uh, airplanes being on them I liked it as a kid. I think it was fun. Everything, though, is kind of fun when you're a kid because you're too dumb to worry about anything. But also, like, going on vacation as a kid was amazing because you didn't have to, like, plan anything. You know what I mean? You didn't have to, like, deal with, like, checking into the hotel. You didn't have to deal with, how how am I going to get from the airport to wherever? You would just be like, I just have this person that I follow around. This is a great, uh, by the way, AI potential use in the future. You just have AI basically be a tour guide and it like, it, it's got an itinerary programmed in and it just takes you around and it's like, tells you what to do. It does, it checks into the hotel for you. It does everything. And you're like, yes, now I don't have to, I don't have to think I'm just like along for the ride. Um, 32 heat wave on an especially hot day in the playhouse Pee-wee plays courtroom to judge over miss yvonne and miss renee wearing the same one of a kind dress <laughs> that's awesome I, I can't imagine that was super relatable to me as a kid because if I went to school and like another boy was wearing the same shirt I was I'd be like this is amazing we're best friends now but uh, maybe maybe for a girl that was more relatable uh, or for someone who had any remote care or concern for their appearance. Uh, 33. While searching for the Countess's pencil sharpener he borrowed from her years ago, Pee-wee decides to start a clothing drive. That's nice, positive message. I also like, I like that sometimes it seems like Pee-wee is set up as the wacky neighbor. Even though his wacky neighbor Countess is like a cow woman. It's like, well, maybe Pee-wee is also kind of the Kramer here. <laughs> 33. While searching for the countess... De- oh, sorry. 34. Pee-wee and Miss Yvonne play Office, with Pee-wee as the boss and Miss Yvonne as the secretary. Pee-wee makes fruit punch for a snack. That sounds good. It seems like Pee-wee's making a lot of liquids for snacks. Um, but, you know. I-, I guess I could live with that. I wonder if this fruit punch was, like, literal fruit... Or if it was, like, Hawaiian Punch. I wonder how they feel about Hawaiian Punch in Hawaii. Like, are they like, this is amazing? Is this based on something they drank in Hawaii? I have no no concept of whether or not Hawaiian Punch is a Hawaiian thing at all. Or if it's, like, purely a invention that someone was like... You know, like, was Mountain Dew a hillbilly invention? Because it was originally uh marketed as a hillbilly thing uh which i guess it sort of has remained so maybe there is nugget of truth in there 35 i remember curtis cowboy curtis leaves his lasso behind at the playhouse and peewee and the gang reminisce in this curtis themed clip show uh oh clip show mm. that's uh that's o- it's always a shame When you're watching a show and you're like, oh, a clip episode. It's always weird, too, because, like, you'll watch, like, a Simpsons clip show has other stuff in it. You know what I mean? They put wraparound stuff in it, and it is pretty funny, the wraparound. I mean, I think we all remember Troy McClure introducing things and then cutting to him, and he's, like, asleep in a chair, and someone pokes him with a cane, and he wakes up in a very comical fashion. But, uh... You know, I don't know. You're like, I mean, you could just do one less episode this season. You know what I mean? Like, how about instead of doing a clip show, you just don't do anything? Honestly. Season five. Uh, there was some show. I what fucking show? Oh, the Clerks cartoon, which uh, was actually pretty good. In a, a You know, I think it's a, a sleeper that a lot of people haven't seen because it hasn't been super easy to watch. Um, But I think they did a clip show as their second or third episode. (laughs) So it was pretty funny because they kind of took the idea of doing a clip show to the extreme, you know, and that was the joke, right? They were like doing a clip show, but they had barely any material to clip. Um, And it was like, remember when this happened? And it's like, yeah, that just happened a week ago. You know, stuff like that. Uh, now we're in the final season here, 1990. That's all so wild that this was fucking 30 years ago. Season 5, episode 36, Conky goes on the fritz. Oh, this is called Conky's Breakdown. But I guess it's more of a mechanical breakdown than an emotional one. So Pee-Wee calls a repairman, Jimmy Smits, to fix him. Miss Yvonne becomes smitten with this repairman. Um... Secret word is great, but it originally comes out as "gur," And Pee-wee tests it out on Cherry. After the scream, Conky gives Pee-wee the actual secret word. Oh, I see, because Konki Konky brings out the secret word. Um, he prints it out. And, uh, yeah. Jimmy Smits, huh? And Miss Yvonne becomes smitten. I feel like Miss Yvonne was smitten with Ricardo as well. Probably Cowboy Curtis at some point. I feel like Miss Yvonne was easily smitten. Uh, 37, mystery, someone has been stealing things around the playhouse and Pee-wee attempts to get to the bottom of it. I feel like this might be the one that introduced that character that was the floor because it was like things were disappearing into the floor or something, but that could be completely made up. 38, front page Pee-wee, Pee-wee decides to start his own newspaper, but Randy publishes false articles in it. Oh my God, this is like fake news to the extreme. That is exactly like something that would happen, like siblings or something. You know, you would have, like, two brothers. Like, let's say it was me and my older brother, Ian. And I would be like, I'm going to make a newspaper. And I would start drawing it and whatever. And he'd be like, can I put a thing in there? And I'd be like, yeah, that's great idea. It'll be just like a real newspaper. And then his article would be like Peter Smells. You know, and it would be on... On June 8th, 1996, Peter smelled really bad. You know, and I'd be like, God damn it. I created this whole, I created this empire, this media empire, just for you to drag me down into the mud. 39, Tango Time. Pee-wee watches two cartoons from King of Cartoons. Pee-wee teaches Miss Renee how to tango. Pee-wee and Cowboy Curtis go through an old photos in his photo album. Hmm, This seems like one where they tried to, uh, you know, cobble together something with no real plot. Two cartoons. Although I do remember watching two cartoons because it was like craziness that it was like, this isn't supposed to happen twice, which is kind of the fun, too, of having that format, right? That where everything happens, because then you're like, all I have to do is deviate from the format a little. And that gives us a thing. Uh, 40, Playhouse Day. All of Pee-wee's friends have to work, so Pee-wee makes up Playhouse Day to get them to come over. I love this, his own holiday. I tried to make my own holiday. Uh, Halloween 2. There are things in my life that are inspired by Pee-wee, in a way. I think uh, Halloween 2, you know. It's my also my personal home decoration style. I always, like, go back and forth between being like, this looks nice, this is classy and adult, and then being like, but what if there was shit everywhere on the walls? You know, what if there was just stuff everywhere and it was basically like living in Pee-Wee's Playhouse? I would be fine with that. Maybe when I own a house, I'll paint a room and it'll be Pee-Wee's Playhouse, you know? Uh, Let's see, 41, Accidental Playhouse. Pee-wee's Japanese pen pal, Oki, comes over to the playhouse. Oh, that's fun. Um, Also, there's two cartoons again. 42. Fun, fun, fun. Pee-wee attempts to say the secret word upside down. Pee-wee and Miss Yvonne make cheese balls. Pee-wee teaches viewers how to make a mobile. Yeah, I mean, you can tell, like, towards the end here, they're sort of like, hmm, let's do this. Oh, my God. 43, camping out. In this rare episode that takes place outside of the Playhouse, Pee-wee has a dream called Shape Symphony? Pee-wee and Cowboy Curtis go camping in the open range. Pee-wee has a conversation with Rhonda, the picture phone operator. Wow. That's amazing. I kind of remember the picture phone, too. That was like a big thing. If you wanted to be a real dickhead about it, you could be like, Pee-wee had an iPad, he had a picture phone, he had everything. He predicted all this technology, and but, you know, I'm not going to be that person. Because you're like, I mean, picture phone is like, yeah, this makes sense, right? I'm, I'm sure many people have had the idea of, like, let's do this, let's do that. This is amazing. 44, something to do. Pee-wee is bored, so Jombie makes a list of things he can do. I really kind of want to look up this episode. Pee-wee 44, something to do list. And see if, like, the list is here. Um, oh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday. I did see Pee-wee's Big Holiday, which was pretty fun. It wasn't like, you know... uh, It wasn't everything that uh, Big Adventure was, but I was like, this is perfectly acceptable. It's also very fun because he meets up with Joe Manganiello and is kind of trying to be, like, a tough guy. Maybe that's where I got to thinking about him being a cowboy being a tough guy being funny because yeah he's like trying to be cool and tough and you're like this is amazing <laughs> um i can't find the list unfortunately but maybe maybe someday because i'm like i want to do i want to see what he's supposed to do when he's bored but yeah this is like almost feels like a meta episode right it's like what do we do in this episode i don't know what do you want to do Let's make a list of just stuff he could try to be not bored. And then episode 45, Playhouse for Sale. With Pee-wee out, Miss Yvonne finds a for-sale sign outside. This is the last episode, by the way. Uh, Miss Yvonne finds a for-sale sign outside the Playhouse and immediately assumes that Pee-wee is going to sell the Playhouse. Miss Yvonne and the Playhouse puppets all reminisce about the good times around the Playhouse in this clip show. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure it doesn't get sold, but it's kind of funny that that's the last episode, but also unfortunate that the last episode is a clip show. I mean, that kind of sucks. Anyway, um, why does Stolen Apples... Okay. List of Pee-Wee's Playhouse episodes, and at the top of the article it says, Stolen Apples redirects here. For the album, see Stolen Apples album. Why, Why on earth what does this have to do with anything? It's an Australian album by Paul Kelly. What? I'm going to look up Pee Wee on here. Pee Wee doesn't appear on this page anywhere. This is so confusing. Why would that happen? What are you doing, Wikipedia? Um, that's Pee Wee. Or, you know, some of Pee Wee. Um... You know, I, you know, I don't want a grief hawk or anything, and I'm trying not to, but uh, that's one of those ones that hurts. You know what I mean? Every once in a while, there's like a celebrity death that you're just like, oh, that's not cool. And uh, yeah, that's, I guess, how I, I want to feel about this is like, it's not cool. Not cool that he's gone. Um, but uh, he entertained a lot of people. I mean, certainly myself included and a lot of other fucking total weirdos out there who are probably, I'm sure the next few weeks will probably be filled with podcasts like this that are much better produced and more interesting and episodes where people interviewed Paul Rubens and it was actually nice and heartfelt and uh, whatever. And uh, it'll be much better than this. But uh, I'm getting to it early. So (laughs) there you go. That's my claim to fame. But also, I'm, like, renewed dedication to making a Pee-wee's Playhouse room someday when I own a house because I'm an adult. All right. Well, we'll see you next time, and farewell, Pee-wee.